Okay, let's start reading this book. Yes. Um, a ton of content so, today. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back to Heartspell. Hello. Um, Hello. I sound like a sick person because I am. You sound sultry. Do I? <laughs> I am very nasal to me. Yeah, that's what sultry means, probably. <laughs> there was like an episode of Friends where Rachel got a cold and suddenly she got a sexy voice and like it's, that was the joke. It's Phoebe, actually. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's Phoebe. Oh, was it Phoebe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she does the guitar singing. Listen, <laughs> unfortunately, I do know it very well. I have seen it's... every episode of Friends two or three times. Oh my god, it's been a while yeah. since I saw that show. Mm. It was mm. like 2012. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was the last time I sort of watched it really, but I do recall almost everything that happened, so. <laughs> yeah. We just got Cursed a bad a good then. memory. Yeah. I would just come home from school and watch three episodes of it, or more if yeah. I had more recorded, and like play solitaire the entire and time. Just, and I would do them every it. day. <laughs> yeah, we used to watch it every night. There'd be three episodes on E4, and we'd just come yeah. in the evening, we'd sit down and just watch all three episodes, and that's just what we did for like a year. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch it every night, but it was because like someone uploaded all of the episodes on YouTube for some reason and <laughs> it didn't get taken down. Like, they're, they're probably taken down by now, but like in 2012, they were for some reason on YouTube. Yeah, I used to watch Scrubs on Mega Video. <laughs> R.I.P. Mega Video. <laughs> Hardly knew ya. Patreon exclusive episode where we ghostwrite a Bella Forest book <laughs> to the best of our ability, maybe. Um, <laughs> We're really putting more effort into this than our regular episodes, right? Well, we, we always do, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the delight and the enjoyment of our beautiful, beautiful Patreon donors mm. who we love passionately, well, erotically. Because this um, is the paid content. Yeah, so, you're paying true. money for this. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't do Below this for free. Wage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So I wrote chapter four this week, and Yanush wrote all of or some of chapter five. All of chapter five. All of chapter five. Time. Yeah, and I just played Hades and fucked around. So <laughs> <laughs> excited to see what you guys have turned out. I think. Yeah, I have written a lot. Me too. I felt the spirit of writing enter my body while I was doing this. Mm, the muse. <laughs> the muse took you over. It did. It did. Um, <laughs> partly because I was putting off doing more job applications, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be me. 
Okay. 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 <laughs> so, if you recall, last week ended with them closing the gate um, into hell or whatever. And um, <laughs> this week they got to deal with the demon that came out and the witch council's there and all the other stuff that will, that will happen. Yep. Um, Luke's somewhere. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's kind of in two places at once. Yeah. Luke is... <laughs> Lucas twins. <laughs> They're both called <laughs> Luke. Kind of an Aegon one. Did you change uh, any of that? No, I forgot. I'll do it <laughs> okay, this week. Uh, <laughs> damn, okay. I, I guess I have to write this week. Um, okay. Damn. <laughs> Chapter four. <laughs> who who wants to start? Um, I can begin. I think Lucy should start. I'll start. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, I sound disgusting. Okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Chapter 4 Ooh. Are you okay, Haley? Uncle Dom asked me, his tone panicked, and I looked up at his concerned face from my crumpled spot on the ground. His icy grey eyes were clouded with worry, and I nodded, instinctively trying to assuage his fears. I'm okay, I replied, and then became suddenly aware once more of a dull ache in my left hand. <laughs> Well, almost okay, I added, dryly holding my hand for Dominic to see. He went pale and crouched down, grabbing my hand and staring at my now slightly stumpy little finger. (laughs) (laughs) What on earth happened, he asked, eyes wide. The other witches from the council leant in to see what the problem was, their expressions turning to confusion and concern. I recognised Cressida amongst them and thought back to the bookshop this morning. How far away that all seemed now. I had to seal the portal, I replied. The spell needed potency. I figured... I trailed off, my actions self-evident. Uncle Dominic was silent for a moment before shaking his head. That was reckless. You should have waited for us to arrive, he said, standing up and lowering his hand, helping me to my feet. The streets around us were slightly debris-strewn, empty of normies. The only people lingering were ones I recognized as magical, or as those from the Witch Council itself. My eyes wandered to the London Eye, still watchful, still intact somehow. Dominic followed my gaze and let out a short sigh. I suppose you did a good job, he added, and I felt my lips tug into a slight smile. A crash sounded, audible from several streets away, and I felt a surge of panic rush through me as I realised how stupid I'd been. Car alarms and screams carried over the breeze towards us and I felt the blood drain from my face. Oh my god, I blurted, and Dom gave me a questioning look. The demon, it's still here! (laughs) What? The demon! I had already taken (laughs) off running, my exhaustion and pain forgotten, panic coursing through my veins as I cursed myself for having been so stupid. Haley, Dominic called after me, and I was aware of the sound of footsteps, the other witches on the council hot on my heels. How could I have been so stupid? (laughs) Closing the portal wouldn't kill the demon, it would just trap it here. Now it's wreaking havoc in my city, and I'd just successfully gotten rid of its only way home, whatever wretched hellscape that home was. I sprinted down the nearly empty London streets, my lungs burning, and rounded the corner to see the demon, huge, hulking, in the middle of the road, a body clutched in its grasp. No! I screamed (laughs) and threw up my hand, casting as if on instinct. The magic in my body coalescing through my veins and out of me as a fireball which hurtled through the air until it struck the demon square in the chest. 
The noise it made was impossible to describe. Not quite a howl, not quite a stream, not quite a scream. It was guttural, (laughs) deep, but angry and pained. And I felt the noise rip through my body like my knife had. (laughs) The demon threw the body it held in its grasp toward me in a rage and I ran forwards. The man lay in a crumpled heap on the ground by a semi-crushed car. (laughs) Semi-crushed car, oh my god. (laughs) The man lay in a crumpled heap on the ground by a semi-crushed car. (laughs) But by some miracle was alive. The demon still reeling from my flames in the background. I reached down to help the man up, realizing all too late that it wasn't a normie, as I had suspected, but rather... It took you long enough. The vampire grinned, picking himself off the floor, teeth flashing. Shocked, I pulled away, startled by his presence. The witch council, older and less spry than myself, finally caught up with me and beheld the raging demon down the middle of the street. <laughs> what on earth? Councilman George breathed, his words tumbling out breathlessly, disbelieving. Me, Richard George. <laughs> ah, council members, thank you for finally showing up. The vampire said, addressing the robed group behind me, and I turned, watching Uncle Dominic's expression flicker with irritation before masking back into a facade of calm. What are you doing here? he asked the vampire, who nodded back to the demon. Cleaning up this mess, he replied, and his eyes flicked to mine, giving me a sly wink before suddenly... Vanishing? No, not vanishing. I always forget how quickly vampires can move. He was there, running up the demon, leaping onto a parked car and using it as a springboard, (laughs) throwing himself onto the demon's back. I swore under my breath. (laughs) As a rule, I don't trust vampires. But every instinct in my body was pulling me towards this fight, egging me on, telling me to go and help. And the witch's instincts are never best ignored. We have to kill it, I said staring at the demon and recoiling slightly as I watched the vampire thrust his hand into its body (laughs) and pull some writing internal organ out. We have to help him, I added. (laughs) What? Some writing. (laughs) Writing Writing internal organ. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we used to do this uh, book, is uh, writing internal organ. (laughs) (laughs) We have to help him, I added, and before Uncle Dominic could stop me, I was running, feet pounding against the pavement, my mind going a million miles per minute. Fire had seemed to work. I could hear several council members behind me yelling at me to stop, but I paid them no attention and, copying the vampire's movements, albeit much slower, leaped up on top of a parked car. The demon was much closer to me than I would have liked, and I could see the vampire wrestling with it trying to stay gripped onto its back as it pulled out more of its grisly, rotten insides. Christ. I placed my hands together and took a centering breath. Focus, come on. I needed to hit this demon with as much firepower as possible and somehow avoid hitting the vampire. Not normally top of my list of priorities, but he had helped and did seem to be doing some significant damage to the thing. I needed some serious firepower, but it needed to be targeted. I pulled up through the ground, searching for any nearby energy I could use, and felt the golden light flow through me, warm in my veins, electric on my skin. The hairs on my back, on the back of my neck stood on end as I pulled the power through my heart and out down my hands. I opened my eyes, golden light shining from me, held up both hands towards the demon, and fired. 
This is some video game stuff. <laughs> a current of pure, fiery energy sprang forth from my body, and I felt the wind knocked out of me, the air in my lungs burning up, and my blood boiling as I directed the beam. The pain was excruciating, but somehow, other than myself, I could keep going as if my mind were not in my body. I was dimly aware of the vampire leaping away from the demon as it buckled under my magic. I had never done a spell anywhere near this powerful before. This was no ordinary level of charm. This was evocation. This was dangerous. <laughs> the demon's flesh started to melt away under my magic. Its skin or membrane or whatever <laughs> it was, dripping away. Its insides popping and squeaking under the heat. The smell of burnt hair and rotten meat drifting out of it. As it howled that unearthly scream again. The sound set my teeth on edge and cut through my mind like a razor. And I faltered my magic dimming for long enough for my thoughts to return to my body. The pain hit me all at once. I tried to scream, but there was nothing in my lungs, nothing left, and the pain was so great I could hardly pull anything in. I collapsed onto the roof of the car, my skin hot, my entire body feeling scorched, raw. I was fading. The monster still burned nearby, but the light was dimming. Was that me? My vision became clouded with black spots, the sound of the demon's howl still penetrating my skull, my bones vibrating under its frequency. But I had still enough consciousness to see what looked like a figure, maybe Uncle Dominic, stand before the demon, hold up a hand and utter a single word. I blacked out. <laughs> Is that what the word was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a single word, a blacked out. A <laughs> blacked out. Um, wait, is it me next? Yes. Ah. When I awoke, it was on a firm bed in an unfamiliar room, surrounded by unfamiliar people. I started and jolted up, scrambling away as I looked around at them. A group of adults who were all regarding me with some concern. The room itself was white, clinical. Was I in hospital? There were no wires attached to me, not mysterious tubes feeding into my skin. What happened? I asked of the nearest woman, a kindly looking blonde lady, in maybe her late forties. You rather exhausted yourself, dearie. <laughs> <laughs> she replied, and I instantly felt a pang of irritation at the condescension in her tone. <laughs> dearie, my ass. <laughs> you have to say ass because she's British. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what happened? What happened to the demon? I asked, the scene rushing back to me, bringing with me, bringing with it a sl- ah. Bringing with it a slight of a slight wave of nausea, <laughs> the adults glanced round at each other. I suddenly realized how stupid I'd been. If I was in hospital, <laughs> then these people were all normies. Ugh, <laughs> oh, normies. <laughs> they were all box standard humans, and I just spouted off about a demon. Idiot. The demon had been taken care of. A man to my right said, and I looked over at him, narrowing my eyes. Were these human humoring me? Were these humans humoring me, or was I in some kind of magical rehab ward? What the hell was going on? Where am I? I asked. In the council building. Councilman Kane had you brought in after you collapsed. The man said, and I relaxed somewhat. Councilman Kane was better known to me as Uncle Dominic. I was amongst witches. I was safe. Where is he? What exactly happened out there? 
You can ask him yourself if you'd like, the blonde woman said. We've given you the all clear. You needed a bit of patching up after your fight out there, but there doesn't seem to be any permanent damage, apart from your finger, of course. She said, and her look down at my hand. That was going to take some getting used to. It stuck me, though. As I <laughs> struck. <laughs> How unblemished my skin was. During that last spell I'd felt, I'd experienced what felt like my, mag- like my skin burning off. Membrane separating from membrane and burning up, crisping under my own magic. But there was nothing. There were so many membranes. There are so many burns. So many damage the at all. <laughs> I'm a in the membrane. Um, <laughs> crisping up under my own magic, but there was nothing. No trace of any burns, of any damage at all. It all been in my head. I flexed my hand once or twice and ran my thumb over the still scarred end of my little finger. Hell yeah. Was I. Was I hurt? I asked, still staring at my hand. I felt... I was in so much pain. The woman reached out and gave my shoulder a sympathetic pat, which I immediately resented. (laughs) (laughs) The spell you did drained your magic entirely. Witches aren't meant to do that, as I'm sure you know. In some cases, it can be fatal. You were quite lucky to hang on, she told me, and I looked up at her, blinking in shock. But I feel fine. We were able to source magic back into you. Your recovery was quick. You'd only been out of you'd only been out for a couple hours. But you need to be careful, she said. And I felt my mind reel with this new information. Drained the entirety of my magic? <laughs> entirety? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drained the entirety of my magic? I hadn't realized that was even possible. Perhaps I should have paid more attention in Cressida's lessons when I was younger. Seems like something I ought to have known. <laughs> who are you i asked them glancing around council medics the woman said the man to my right nodding the other two people younger looking at the end of the bed gave me weak smiles the woman gestured to them their training very weird the two younger people looked to of student age and under my gaze they seemed to shake themselves into busying with something or other at a desk in the corner i didn't know we had medics then you've been lucky enough not to need us, the man said, his tone a little sterner than I was comfortable with. <laughs> I met eyes with him for a moment, trying to suss him out before deciding I didn't want to be here anymore. The room and the people were in it were too detached and unfamiliar for me to feel comfortable. The energy in the room was off. Where's Uncle... <clears throat> Where's Councilman Kane? I asked. He's just about to start a meeting with the rest of the council. It's an open meeting. You'd be welcome to join them. In fact, I think you better had... The woman informed me, and I nodded. I swung my legs out of bed and hopped up, feeling a slight wooziness as I did so. No biggie. Head rush. I gave myself the odds over, assessing any damage that might have been missed. Nothing at all. I felt good, actually. My jeans were a little grubby, but frankly that's only to be expected after a fight with a demon. The down the hall to the, the woman began, but I held a hand up. I know where I'm going, I said, lying somewhat. She nodded, and the man gave me a tight-lipped smile as I left, his eyes boring into the back of my head. I did not know where I was going. <laughs> I'd been to the council chambers only a few times before, usually just helping out Uncle Dominic or attending the odd meeting that wasn't held in the bookshop, but generally it was an unfamiliar space to me. Even more so now, since I apparently wasn't even aware of there being a, med- a medical team. The corridors of the chambers were panelled with a deep wood, the floor is light marble covered with rich red Persian rugs, 
several paintings of long-dead members adorning the walls. If there's one thing I do know about the council chambers, it's that they're super-duper old. <laughs> I glanced both ways down the corridor, unsure, and tried to listen up for a meeting taking place somewhere. I could maybe hear some voices off to my right? My footsteps made no noise as I followed my instincts down the corridor, feeling suddenly very small in this grandiose building, but still glad to be away from the medical room. How had I not known about them before? You'd think the council would want people to know about a team of magical doctors, and sure someone out there would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I reached a set of large doors, and hearing voices behind, entered without knocking. <laughs> a hush fell over the room as I entered. Hi! I said. I'd pick the right room, which is intuition strikes again. <laughs> the room was packed. <laughs> the, the room was packed. A round table in the centre, oh, seating the members of the council, most of whom I recognised. Uncle Dom, Cressida, Tomas, George, Ali, Rowan, a few others I'd seen before but couldn't put names to. Surrounding the table were a whole bunch of more people who looked like they'd pulled chairs from other rooms to listen in. Amongst them I saw the musician from earlier, and also the foreign man who'd helped out. It seemed relieved to see me in one piece, which was sort of nice. I was keenly aware that it wasn't just witches here. Vampires and a few werewolves were sat around, mostly keeping to their own groups. And then I spotted him. The vampire from earlier, dark hair and darker eyes, was lounging in a chair in the corner of the room, his gaze piercing mine. He smirked. Ah, Ailey, nice of you to join us. We were just about to oh, we were just about to begin, Uncle Dom said. George, if you would just add her name to the list of attendees, please take a seat. Feeling the eyes of the room on me, I looked around for a spare place to sit. Eventually, a nearby werewolf dragging a chair passed herself to me. <laughs> I gave her a polite nod and sat down. I could see the vampire still watching me out of the corner of my eye. I shifted relentlessly in my seat. I shifted restlessly in my seat. <laughs> I hereby call this emergency I hereby call this emergency open meeting of the Great London Witch Council to order. Uncle Dominic said, his voice ringing loud and clear across the room. It was always weird seeing him like this in a professional capacity. He was never that to me. I don't know if I'd ever been able to fully view him as a council leader. And not just my uncle and, of course, Luke's adoptive father. Speaking of which, <laughs> where was Luke? I felt a pang of panic hit my chest. But before I could pay any more mind to it, Uncle Dom was speaking again. As I'm sure you are all aware, this afternoon London was attacked by a demon. A portal to the demonic plane opened up inside the London Eye and something... Some creature from beyond was able to cross into our world. It brings me deep sadness to report that five normals lost their lives. All right. <laughs> F. F in the chat. F in the chat for the normals. There was a moment of silence, and he seemed to be collecting his thoughts before continuing. However, the number of casualties would have been a lot higher if it were not for the remarkable efforts of some of the people in this room. Councilman Lefebvre, my deepest apologies that your visit to the United Kingdom has involved you in all this. With that, he extended a hand to a foreign man who had helped me earlier. Councilman? He must be visiting from another country. I wonder if he was in council business. I would also like... 
<laughs> I would also like to give thanks to Michael Storm. <laughs> Here he gestured to the musician who smiled and nodded. There was a pause. I would also like to give thanks to Marco Cruz and my niece Haley Juniper for not only helping to close the portal but helping the council to bring down the demon itself. Marco Cruz, the vampire, had name. We locked eyes and I felt a shiver run through my body. The deep black eyes that marked him out as a vampire seemingly endless, unfathomable even from across the room. It was impossible to tell what he was thinking. <laughs> you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to stress that without the efforts of this group and the council, this situation could have been much worse. Uncle Dominic said, breaking my attention from the staring contest I had apparently entered with the vampire. Unfortunately, we know this is not the first of these incidents to occur. This got everyone's attention. Everyone seemed to sit up in their seats and a dead hush fell over the room. A hush that was only penetrated by the sounds of someone typing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked over to find the source of the noise and saw a beautiful blonde woman sat, legs folded on a chair across the room, typing furiously into a laptop. Her hair was pulled back into a messy bun. A pair of round glasses attached to a chain around her neck were resting on top of her head as she frowned at her computer screen. There was something different about her, and it wasn't just that she was the only person in the room not paying full attention, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what. Councilman Watson, if you would like to explain. George Watson, a councilman I remember mostly from dinner parties at my uncle's house, stood up and rested his fingertips on the top of the meeting table. Two months ago, we received a report from the Witch Council in St. Petersburg that the portal had opened in the center of the city. Several dozen normals and three magicals were killed before the council was able to close the portal and kill the demon that came through. He said, voice solemn. <laughs> was it? <laughs> the tension in the room was palpable, and I felt a faint irritation at the continued tapping of the blonde woman's laptop keys. Investigations in Russia are still ongoing, George continued, but this does not end there. We also received a report a month later from Zurich. Again, a portal opened up in a population center, and a demon was able to come through. Sixteen dead, four of whom were on the Swiss Council. Two more are in critical condition, he faltered, looking down the folder on the table before him. Now here, these incidents are near identical. Portals opening up in densely populated areas, often tourist attractions, and uh, letting through demons from uh, wherever lies beyond. Thank you, Councilman Watson, Uncle Dominic said, his voice softer than usual. George nodded and took a seat, closing the folder. As we can all see, these are not isolated incidents. It takes a great deal of magic to open a portal to another world. Unfortunately, we cannot predict where this will strike next, Uncle Dominic said. I, I wanted to call this meeting to update our community on the steps the London Council and indeed the councils of the UK as a whole will be taking to make sure we preserve our way of life. To aid us, <laughs> I know. To aid us in this, we have invited from the Russian Council Miss Tanya Dresvian. He gestured to the blonde woman, whose typing finally stopped at the mention of her name. She gave a small wave to everyone around the room. Hello, she said, her voice thickly accented. Oh, I have to do her voice at some point. 
It was then that I realised what was different about her. She was human. She was a normie. As uh, as I'm sure some of you have spotted, Mistress Vianan is human. However, she has been working with the Russian councils for some years and has been aiding their research into these portals. She has found success in using technology to predict where and when portals might be appearing, hence her travelling to the UK today. A little too late, perhaps, but her prediction of where the portal would open was almost entirely correct. Tanya nodded and smiled, a little smugly at this. I couldn't help my curiosity about her. How is she allowed to know about magicals? Humans only very, very rarely are initiated into our world. As such, our council will be forming a task force in this next week. We want to assemble a team of people who can travel to these predicted portal locations and close the portal, killing the demon if necessary, before any more lift have to be lost, before any more lives have to be lost. <laughs> we will not be able to provide any council members to work for this team, as we are needed to sort out affairs here. Decisions will be made by Friday, if you are interested in providing some assistance, please let us know, Dominic said. And the quiet over the room remained for a moment. A task force? A demon-fighting task force at that. Ooh. <laughs> what was it I'd been saying to Luke this morning? Something about adventure? Something about wanting to get out there? Hell, I've done an alright job badly demons so far, if you ignore the part where I had to chop off a bit of myself and almost died to do it. But then again, <laughs> no job is easy. When I looked up, I could see Mako watching again, a knowing expression dancing over his features. He must have showered before the meeting. The last time I'd seen him, he'd been covered in demon viscera. Would he be applying to the task force too? I wasn't sure about working with a vampire. Luke certainly wouldn't be. Luke. That pang of anxiety returned, and I wondered once again where he was. I shouldn't have let him chase those vamps on the subway like that. Stupid of me. He might go to the gym, but that kind of strength doesn't even compare to a vampire's natural abilities. The council will now open the floor to questions, councilwoman Ali said, and suddenly the room was a hubbub of noise, like a dam had burst. I should have done that in an Australian accent. <laughs> the council will now the council. open the floor to questions. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions I had could be answered by Dom later. I was suddenly very worried about Luke. Choosing this moment of sudden commotion, I quietly got up and slipped out of the room, finding myself once again in the grand corridors of the council chambers. I hurried down the hallway, betting on finding an exit, and pulled out my phone from my back pocket. The screen was entirely smashed. Fantastic. I tried to look past the cracks to see if I'd had any missed calls or messages from Luke, but there was nothing. Swearing under my breath, I ran a hand distractedly through my thick red hair and looked around me if some solution would magically reveal itself. I kept on, eventually finding the front entrance hall, and leaving through the enormous double doors. The sunlight hit my face much too harshly, and I squinted, wondering what happened to the rain from this morning. Ordinary people milled about on the street outside, no one paying me any mind as I stood at the top of the marble steps leading up to the building. Well, almost no one. A man stood at the bottom of the steps, leaning against the handrail and smirking. There was something deeply familiar about his face. It was the vampire from the train. He grinned at me as he saw me recognising his sharp teeth flashing in the light. Afternoon, he said, voice purring. <laughs> Where's Luke? I snapped, my tone unfriendly. 
I wasn't messing around. I'd had a hard enough day already, and I wasn't about to take any more shit from a vampire of all people. The vampire laughed and reached inside his jean pockets, pulling out something. Luke's necklace. He threw it towards me, and I caught it deftly, glancing down at the silver pentacle Luke always wore, a cocktail of dread and anxiety mixing in my stomach. He's alive, the vampire said. I looked back up at him, furious suddenly. What the hell was this? Where is he? Who the hell are you? The vampire chuckled darkly. <laughs> when you find him, tell your friend if he wants to play with the big boys, he needs to spend a little less time in the gym, and a little more time learning how to actually use magic. And with that, he vanished. Oh, and... <laughs> hey. Fantastic chapter. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Oh, this is a great book. The people, they love it. I think this is going to be a great book. People, they love it. Uh... <laughs> Is there anything we need to talk about, or should we just jump into the next chapter? Um, let's jump in, and then we can discuss at the okay. end. I reckon. Yeah, we can see the sort of like overarching how it all fits yeah. together. I'm very <laughs> it's curious to fit know. You're gonna a great. You're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna laugh how well it fits together. Okay, good. Uh, I don't right, know if you think so. I am copy pasting it in. Oof. Let me just take a sip of water, and then we can begin. Take a little sippy. I'm going to also do so, that. So, yeah, this chapter was written by me. <laughs> okay. And I have not uh, read Luce's chapter before. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very consistent, I think. I'm ready. Okay, yes. Yeah. Chapter 5. I looked down at my hands, unable to believe what I was seeing. It cannot. It must not be true, I was thinking. But deep in my heart, I knew it to be true. Stupid, stupid, stupid boy. I was overwhelmed with feelings. I was shaking with anger. Anger at them. But even more so, anger at him. I warned you about vampires, Luke. I told you, man. I told you not to get into a fight. Tears welled up in my eyes. I told you, man. I immediately forgot everything that happened in the council meeting. Demons and witches can wait. What matters right now is finding Luke. I focused my gaze again on the object in my hands. Luke would never give away his necklace voluntarily. For anyone else, it just looked like a regular pentagram. But for Luke, it meant the world. It's not like Luke was a devout Wiccan. Not, <laughs> not as much as Uncle Dominic, at least. No, the significance of this necklace wasn't about what it represented to your average witch. It was what it represented to Luke. Not much is known about Luke's parents. All we can say for sure is that they were escaping from Northern Ireland on the <laughs> night Luke became an orphan. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All we can say for sure is <laughs> the troubles were becoming particularly violent that year. Later Luke could always insist that his parents were martyrs. He especially idolised his father. I just read ahead, fuck you, Janusz. <laughs> his father was an Irish national hero who fought on both sides of the trouble. <laughs> I know. I never really bought this. Every time I press Luke, uh, where he has this information from. He starts going on about feeling it in his aura and you'd know what it feels like if you were Irish. <laughs> One thing
thing is clear, they were fleeing for something or someone, and they seemed quite desperate if they had to resort to going on a small boat from Belfast to Liverpool, just the two of them and their four-year-old child. It was a dark and stormy night. Deadly stormy. It took both of their lives. People say there's no such thing as miracles. But how else would you describe Luke making it to the shore alive against all odds, if not the biggest miracle in the world? Uncle Dom found a wrecked boat washed to the shore on the next morning, Luke being the only person still alive, unconscious but alive. But the most curious thing Uncle Dom always says was the child's fist pressed close around something. As to regain consciousness, they finally managed, managed to open his fist. It was clinging to a pentagram necklace. After this incident, Uncle Dom decided to adopt him. They moved to London soon after, and Uncle Dom began teaching Luke the art of witchcraft. I met Luke for the first time a year later, when my parents moved to London. We were both five. Since then, I have not seen Luke without his pentagram necklace. I have n- since I then, I have not once seen Luke without his pentagram necklace. I closed my fist around the pentagram, determined. Luke, I whispered. Your boyfriend? I heard a familiar <laughs> voice in a Russian accent I'd recognise anywhere. Just friend. Hi, Tanya. I turned around. It was Tanya, the Russian hacker. Okay, so what's up with just friend? I don't see you shedding tears for no reason, Haley Juniper. <laughs> the voice was cold and detached as always, but not unkind. My intuition told me I could trust her. I need to go find him, ASAP. He might be injured or worse. I shuddered, trying not to think about what I meant by or worse. Okay, Haley, you're witch. I bet you have a spell to find him. She was right. I can give you a ride. <laughs> a ride? I guessed here in London. What about the traffic? <laughs> you do what you're good at, witch. I'll guarantee you no traffic. Incredulous, I got into her car. I took Luke's necklace in my hand again, rubbed it, and murmured a soft spell. Okay, owner. Second level witch spell, which lets you find the owner of an object, as long as they've had it on them in the past 12 hours. It's an incredibly useful spell, and not too hard to execute, even for low-level witches. However, you need an intricate knowledge of geography, and strong connection to accurate pinpoint someone's location. Luckily, I am Haley Juniper, London map expert. I ran the magical signal emanating from the talisman through the London map. I can conjure in my mind any time. <laughs> west, west, southwest, no. A little more north, two more streets. Covent Garden! <laughs> Sheesh, no need to shout, Haley Witch, said Tanya as she was typing Cowardice. something on her car's touch screen. Oh, you don't need navigation, I can just tell you the directions, I said. It's not for directions, she replied. This special app, I programmed it myself. I hacked into London traffic system. This app makes sure I never get red traffic light. Also make sure that others do, so traffic elsewhere, while the roads are always free for me. I stared at her. Tanya, that's amazing, I know. She showed the faintest hint of a smirk. It's not magic, but hacking is closest I can get to being magical. If you're good at... <laughs> if you're good enough at something, it would look like magic to everyone who's not as good as you. And I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> Pretty damn good at hacking. Tanya <laughs> Tanya is so cool, I thought. But I was so cold and detached. I wondered if she could ever truly open up to anyone. 
but of course, Tanya sighed. You wouldn't know what it's like. You can simply do magic. I couldn't help but wonder, does Tanya reject magicals? She can act like she accepts not being gifted all day, but there still seems to be a tiny part of her that envies us. It's like she wants to belong, but feels like she still doesn't. Just because of a stupid little difference in blood. I was shaking just thinking about it. <laughs> Society. So cruel. Making Tanya feel like an outcast even while she's surrounded by friends. Tanya, I... I couldn't finish what I was going to say. Tanya took a sharp right turn and there we were. Covent Garden. In the middle of the place, my worst nightmare come true. Luke. <gasps> lying in a pool of blood. Is everyone just ignoring him? <laughs> <laughs> Across Covent Garden. Luke was hard to oversee considering all the plans. <laughs> a few people were slowing down as they walked past, but most of them just kept walking, unconcerned. Classic London, I thought. Everyone minding their own business. As they came close to Luke, I noticed a little man standing next to him, nervously wringing his hand. Hello, miss. He called up to me as I was about to kneel down to Luke. Is this lad your boyfriend? Just friend, I replied. And boyfriend, same difference in it. Just wanted to let you know, mate. I called the ambulance. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Seems to be in all sorts of bad shape, doesn't he? With his blood and guts all around like this poor fella. I'm no expert in anatomy and that sort of stuff, but this doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> Thank you so much, I said, kneeling down to Luke and examining his wounds. The little man kept talking more to himself than to me. Sight too shy, in it. Young people lying in a pool of their own blood in the middle of bloody Covent Garden, blimey. I didn't pay any attention to his ramblings. I opened up Luke's blood-soaked shirt. Under any other circumstances, being this close to his pecs might have caused me to blush. But I couldn't afford thinking about the sensation of touching Luke's perfectly built muscles for the first time right now. I quickly found the cause for the bleeding. A big slash wound on his stomach. His guts close to spilling out. Had I come a few minutes later, he might have been God. He might... <laughs> Had I come a few minutes okay. later, he might have been gone. Thank the gods for Tanya and her traffic hacking. I muttered a quick healing spell. This should, this should stabilize him until the ambulance arrives. Next, I examined his neck. No bite marks. I let out a sigh of relief. Hey, Bale. Luke, you're gonna be okay. They, they were... You don't need to speak, Luke. The ambulance will be here any moment. The... <laughs> the they were vampires. Luke, I... They were vampires, <laughs> They had fangs and all, and super strength. Luke, you don't have to... They... They spotted me, hey, Bale. <laughs> they noticed me when I left the tube and I followed them. Or maybe they already noticed me in the train. They seemed to shoot me knowing looks, but I tried to ignore them. I followed them into Covent Garden, where their leader turned round to me and said, Oh, gosh, hey, Bale, they knew about you, and they were so rude. I heard the ambulance sirens approaching from the distance. <laughs> Thanks the gods. Luke kept on rambling as I held his hand, smiling reassuringly. He said, 
Their leader said to me, has your dominatrix gothic ear leaned up to you, witch boy? Or is she still ordering you around? And the one to his right said, more like, hey, bitch. I got so mad that I punched him in the face without thinking. He just smirked. Next thing I know, the third one had grabbed my arms and held them behind my back. He was so strong. No matter how much I strained my awesome muscles, I couldn't break free from his grip. Their leader approached me, opened his mouth, and showed a set of horrifying vampire fangs. He got uncomfortably close to my neck. I thought he was going to bite me, but instead he just licked me on the neck. <laughs> it was awful, hey, Bale. It was, it was like he got some sort of perverted sense of enjoyment out of licking the sweat off me. Ooh. Then he grabbed the pentagram and tore it off me, laughing maniacally. Do the favours, Leo, he said to the one I punched in the face earlier. Gladly, master, he replied as he took out a knife and slashed me across the belly. The last thing I heard... By this time, the ambulance has arrived on the scene. As they started loading Luke inside, I put the pentagram necklace into his hand. Luke, you should rest, I whispered. He grabbed my arm. Hey, Bill, this is important. The last thing. The last thing I heard. Their leader whispering to my ear. Tell Haley we will meet again. I looked into his eyes, incredulous. He said, he said, the last thing he said was, tell her Scorpio will rise. <laughs> wow. So just some classic cinema references. <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so. You're. <laughs> First of all, nice yes. Homestuck reference. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh-huh. Second of all, our stories. <laughs> yes. I think our stories at first seemed to blend very well into each other uh-huh. and then as soon as Tanya appeared it was like uh, my old friend Tanya the Russian <laughs> hacker who I met two minutes ago and haven't said anything to yeah I like didn't know like because I knew you were gonna introduce her yeah but I didn't know how much they're gonna talk <laughs> not at all <laughs> I was glad she at least got to say something so she could be like I recognize the accent <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. she, Tanya says hello one time, and she's yeah. like, "I'd recognize that accent anywhere." She made <laughs> there a strong is only impression. one Russian person who exists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is very very funny. Um. <laughs> I kind of wonder about the timeline here, because how long did your chapter take, like between her passing out and waking up again? Uh, ooh, hours. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Because she was like, a, she was knocked out for like two hours. Yeah. And then they had the meeting. So Luke's pe- potentially been bleeding for like two hours. they bleeding for a bit. I don't know how long. They had the fight and they also, so they had, yeah, they had the fight with the demon and then they also had the unconscious time and then they had the entire witch council meeting yeah. and they were also in the car. And people in London are like, fuck this bleeding guy. <laughs> It's classic London, you know. It's just, it's just classic what classic English London. people be like. Yes, that's true. 
Um, it would have been better if a cop arrested him for like being <laughs> on the sidewalk. Oh my god! Excuse me, you need to move on. Um, causing a public disturbance here. Causing causing a disturbance. Yeah, you you got some place to go, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> um is Luca homophobe? <laughs> I think not consciously, but I I think he does have like no homo problems. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't like it when other men lick his neck. Yeah. <laughs> what if um what if Marco is bisexual and every time he brings it up looks <laughs> like that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like so one of the things I wanted to see in this chapter is because obviously the canonical ships of this book or like the canonical love triangle is going to be uh Haley, Luke and Haley Marco. But mm-hmm. I wanted to like see some like alternative, sh- maybe queer beta ships, so <laughs> the the fandom mm. can jump onto that. So I think uh, Tanya and Haley is a strong oh, one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe Luke and Marco could be a thing. Maybe Luke and Scorpio oh. could be like one of those problematic ships, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine people being like, oh, "I love Luke and Scorpio. It's so hot, and I love." It. And the people would be like, "Um, actually." based on Scorpio's a really bad guy and I think that relationship has uh-huh. bad dynamics and it's actually saying that abusive relationships are good <laughs> and then if you if you say you like it then you're like shot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm obsessed. but I support it I think it's a good ship I'm obsessed with the vampires <laughs> kicking the shit out of Luke and being like more like hey Bale more like hey bitch <laughs> Yeah, it's like, how did they even know that, though? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe they've been they've been spying on... I don't know if... Hmm, I wonder how the mental collection, connection is going to work. Like, uh, like, I don't think vampires typically can read minds. Okay. No, they can't. I, I think it's it's just like a, like a particular spell yeah. that goes wrong when he tries to, like, absorb her magic. Hmm. Which she's already like <laughs> expunged half of it from her body already. So, well, she, know, they she could be... have had their informants or something uh, to know yeah, about her yeah. at least. Her her magic's gonna like regenerate, um, but the whole thing about her not like ex like expending all of her magic to nearly kill a demon. The trick there is that once she is mind melded mm-hmm. with Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, she will be able to have more magic and not die oh, when she fights great. demons. I'm glad I only they, like, made her up... do like low level spells in this one where I said like everyone can do the spell. Yeah. Because she's uh, too tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know she was gonna be, so this is just a lucky <laughs> coincidence, or maybe we just we just vibe so well that uh We just vibe we well. Know. Yeah. We're just vibing. We're on the same wavelength. For the most part, I, I like the idea of her and um, Marco working together to do a really powerful spell, but it like they both just pass out at the same time at the end Ooh. because they've used up Ooh, so much. Ooh, that's power. good. Yeah, they I pass out and they're like holding hands. But if they keep they keep waking up like in opposite hospital beds and they're like fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they Romeo and Juliet for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, we have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> oh, and they can like see each other's dreams whilst one of Whilst the other one is still passed out. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, delicious. 
Or they just like share the same dreams and they're like, yeah. That's great. Oh, it's just like Homestuck. It's just, just like Homestuck. <laughs> Can't spell, more like Homestuck. How <laughs> <laughs> can you put the Irish troubles thing? <laughs> what if, what if Luke's parents is Andy than fiction? <laughs> We, we just don't know. We just don't know who his parents were. Okay. No, we just have no idea. I don't know if that's going to be a mystery that is going to be resolved at one point or it's just in this chapter. I don't, I don't know how comfortable I am um, saying Luke's parents were either part of the IRA or part of the paratroopers. <laughs> I think They're both on both sides. No, I think maybe we can reveal that because actually, like my headcanon is that they weren't like actually fighting. They just, I think they they flew for some magical reason. That's why they have that necklace yeah. that Luke uh, was clinging on to. So maybe they were like fleeing from some uh, other evil witch. Yeah, um, some other nebulous magical threat. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it would be cool if. Uh, if it wasn't like because Dominic is like caused like Haley's parents to die, but I think it would be cool if like this this one act of him adopting Luke is just like actually out of kindness. So it will be very conflicting for Luke when it uh, when yeah. he learns that uh, Dominic is actually evil because he you know he's gonna have to choose like, his, his uh, allegiances and that's kind of well it's gonna be like that thing where someone's like a racist and they're like but they love their children yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe luke can actually like maybe in book two luke will be on the bad side on the dark side you know maybe he will choose to stick with dominic yeah and then in book three he's gonna come back or there's gonna be like a you know dark ending in the second one so then <laughs> Uh, he can like triumphantly return in the third one or die yeah yeah well he comes back and he's like no i think i think like at the end of this book he's just gonna be like turning his back and retreating because he's like i can't leave my my father and yeah it's me it's me or him Haley. and Haley's like <laughs> um, don't make me choose and he's like you've got to and she's like you you know what the answer will be um and then she chooses marker because he's sexy <laughs> Yeah, of course. And not a racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's Marco's a sexy vampire bisexual icon. Yeah, Marco's mm-hmm. walk. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's just like, uh he's always like flirting with me and it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a vampire, that's the only reason. Um so what is Scorpio rising? What's that about? <laughs> Oh, it just sounded cool. I think... <laughs> Scorpio himself does not know. It's just like, this is, uh, this is a pretty cool thing to say, so I'm just going to like do it when I beat people up and I hope that they think I have some sort of cool master plan when really I just like to beat up like young men, really. But you can't say Chaz will rise. Like... Yeah. You're going to have to find something that works with your name. I think um, Scorpio should definitely be working for Uncle Dominic. Yeah. No, I think I think he should be, like, the short term. Like, he, sh- he should be, like, the obvious villain at this point. Yeah. Like, he's okay, going to be, yeah. for the next, like, third of the book or whatever, they're going to, uh, like, he's going to be, like, the first villain. And then, like, mm. only later will, will it turn out that actually he's just a pawn 
in yeah. Uncle yeah. Dominic's evil plan. Yeah. Hey, did you notice it, that I that that the two vampires are named Scorpio and Leo? Yeah, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> what was the third one called? Because there were three originally. Yeah, well, we don't know yet. Uh, He's called Pisces. Baz. <laughs> he could be like this is Virgil. My friend, Sagittarius. Like... <laughs> His name is Taurine. <laughs> This is Scorpio, my Leo, and Aquarius. <laughs> His name is Lucasaid. <laughs> His name is. He's Mark. always full of energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not sponsored content. Mercury is in Lucasaid. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, the, the ship. The ship name is Scorpio and Lucasaid. Um. Good stuff. Yeah, Good stuff. we really pushed forward in this. So, what happens next chapter? I guess Luke's recovering at the hospital. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was thinking of doing a bit of a, a like a short, starting it in like a short time skip, and then retroactively talking about the sort of fallout and the the chapter sort of starts with them assembling the task force. Yes. So we've already, yeah. I feel like the council should be pretty like reticent to have Luke on it, because mm. um, even Dom, even though Dominic is like head of the council, he's there like, okay, I don't want my fail son to go off and <laughs> <laughs> like nearly die in my concocted plan to bring demons into the world. Um, yeah, but I feel like- oh, sorry, I just noticed that I accidentally posted my thing twice into the document somehow. Mm, you posted cringe. Yeah. <laughs> what is writing a young adult novel apart from posting Wait, <laughs> okay there we go um and i think but i think luke's gonna insist on going anyway because they're all like yeah Haley should go because she's clearly like yeah good at this and she has experience doing it now mm-hmm. um maybe um, also she has like a slight connection to the portals as well because of like how close she got to it and interacted with it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so. she feels like a buzz. Her spidey senses tingle. Yeah, because mm. she's like, she can like remember when she was like doing some wild magic stuff and she could like sense that there were other portals that had opened and she's like, damn, gotta stop this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how we're gonna bring Horus in. Horus, Horus, Stegosaurus. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Well, I think he'll just like answer the ad. I think they'll yeah. be like they'll announce it and they'll be like we're putting together a task force. We want anyone yeah. who's like got special skills. We're assembling a team. Um, and Horus is probably like, um, if he's, say he's probably like in poverty. Okay. He's like, <laughs> this is a way to drag myself out of the bad condition I'm in. Maybe he's, like, committed a small crime and he's in trouble. Yeah. And he's like, by joining this task force, I will I will um, clear my name and I will show everyone that I'm a great member of society, which is what I have to do, apparently. Yeah. He's got to, like, represent all of werewolf kind. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I will be the ambassador of werewolves in this task force and people... No one will say that werewolves didn't help to save the world from demons. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna. Oh, you're gonna have to introduce. We should probably introduce Kaylee soon. Kaylee, yes. Yeah, she's gonna. She's just gonna come every along. Time. Right. Kaylee. Oh, the sister. Yeah. 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 She's just gonna hey- go with them because yeah. she's got nowhere to like stay. Yeah. Haley and Kaylee. <laughs> they're just, just <laughs> they're a more iconic duo. Called... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Yeah, like we already mentioned her in in the the backstory chapter, so like we established yeah. she exists. Yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know where <laughs> she is right now. What she's doing? She's at school. She's at school, probably. Yeah. Um, I, I like to imagine. I I really want to do that thing that books do, where they don't know how siblings talk to each other, so they're all yes. like, "Hey, big sis." <laughs> hey, big sis! It's so cool that you came back here. What happened to your finger? Uh, <laughs> your finger says, did you have a little accident? You're so clumsy. Yeah, did, did you put it up? <laughs> you, you accidentally put it up cut off your entire... and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be like some, you know, she's gonna be like very knowledgeable about, or like very annoying about the love triangle, I think, like Kaylee will yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, see, you, you retconned my previous characterization of Haley, which is that she sort of notices that Luke is incredibly physically strong, but she yes. just thinks it's annoying. <laughs> attracted to her. Oh, right, yeah, and this one, she she got kind of excited about it. In a... Yeah. It's the blood. It's, it's fine. She's not... Yeah. She's turned on by the blood. She's like, this is some pretty potent object. <laughs> she was like, She's... This, this would be hot if, she, if he wasn't, like, literally dying. Yeah. No, but that's what makes it hot. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think she just doesn't realize at this point. She likes to see him weak. <laughs> yeah. Mm, but he's always weak. And she likes to she likes <laughs> to touch the muscles for a change. Like, I think she found it annoying uh, when, when she talked to her because he was just flexing and, uh, you know, she, she just had to look at yeah. it from the distance. But now that she actually got to run her the hands over her muscles that were also like drenched in blood, <laughs> mm-hmm. she was like, "This is pretty sexy." Yeah, yeah. What is characterization, <laughs> even? You know, <laughs> it's just me. It's just characters saying things exactly. and thinking things, and people change all the time. That's character development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> exactly. Our characters change all the time. Yeah. Almost at random. <laughs> characters changing constantly, so much so that it's kind of confusing. Yes. Just like real life. <laughs> um, where's the where's the next portal opening up? Um, I Paris, believe right? Paris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, London, Paris, so... and then Rome, Vatican. There's one more. There was Iceland as well. Oh, was it four? It's four, yeah, yeah including Damn. London. Because be most of the story is just going to be them going places, and <laughs> just yeah. traveling, just the same action scene repeating over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Well, they'll be different. So the Paris one is going to end with their the spell gone wrong and their brains like. Hype mind, like their brains yeah. connecting, yeah. And then we have to really play with, um, because you have to have another one in between so you can like 
play with the dynamic and how it's changed yeah. and they can like have a conflict yeah and you can sort of resolve it more in between that and rome roman vatican <laughs> demon banishing yeah. spell gone wrong gone sexual yeah i'm um i don't know if you guys have been watching emily in paris but um no. that's the exact vibe i think we want to go for for the paris chapters just of like okay. i mean maybe marco speaks french um, oh, definitely. Oh, but how old is he? Have we established how old he is? I have no idea. I don't know whether we should do the creepy old vampire <laughs> thing or not. I don't know how old. Maybe he's is. just like, yeah, I'm 26. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's a vampire. He looks so he looks like mid 20s, and she's like, how long have you been in your mid 20s? And he's like, oh, like 10 years. I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How old is he? She's she's like, oh, the older man. And He's like four years older than her or something. Yeah. Uh, how old is she? Uh, like twenty-three. Okay. Yeah, I think between our ages. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Very natural reaction to uh to blush seeing Pax at the age of twenty-three. <laughs> She's like, damn! I've never seen muscles before. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like this is like wow, a person who's gone to the gym. That's just that's amazing just to witness in real life. I've only <laughs> ever seen pictures in like the magazines, but now I'm seeing them in real life, and I'm like, you know, it really doesn't measure up. <laughs> Disappointing, maybe. <laughs> Erotic, possibly. Who can say? Yeah. Um. This is some good stuff. We've really set the scene. We've got the council, who are definitely good people and not evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that for Councilman George to say some slurs. Classic <laughs> <laughs> George. Just like all the stuff he says during the recording of our podcast that I have to cut out because <laughs> it's too offensive. That's so annoying. <laughs> It is. It's like half the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really hard. Like people don't know about uh, how hard it is to record a podcast where you like sit there for four hours, but half of it is just one of the hosts listing slurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like he just wants you to know them. He's like, here are the slurs. Here are the slurs that I know. Here are the ones I learned this week. And it's like, George, we don't want it. We don't want it. <laughs> And he was like, no, listen, I, I've collected all of these. And it's like, anti-Irish slurs, really, George? <laughs> Must we? Haven't we done enough? And he's like, no, I need you to hear them. Um, I'm so sorry to luckily, our Irish listeners, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it must be hard. <laughs> Do we have any Irish listeners? I think they may have been put off. Sarah is from Northern Ireland, but they're not on the Patreon, so I'm not going to hear this. Mm. Uh -huh. get, get good. <laughs> get good. Get on the Patreon level. Yeah. Get on my tier, my Patreon tier. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> how, how are we going to um, reconcile the uh, Tanya and Hayley know how much do they know each other kind of thing? I think, but I think the point is that they don't, like, they don't know each other that much in, in the conversation that I wrote, so... Yeah. I think, um, I really like that you wrote in... Isn't that a video game? Like, 
where you hack the city or something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's for yeah. sh- it's like is it underdogs? It's something like that. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Underdogs, yeah. Yeah, you like hack streetlights and that um, to mm. commit crimes. <laughs> commit to m- commit activist crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't my. It wasn't a conscious reference because I don't know that game. Um, I just wanted to. I, I just wanted to give Tanya a reason to be here in the scene. I guess. Yeah. As it kind of worked pretty well i think it's good i like the idea of her being a super hacker who just hacks everything and yeah. is like this will cause no problems yeah <laughs> she's like having lunch like i don't know they're, uh-huh. they're on they're on like a, a train somewhere she's just on a laptop and having lunch someone's there like what are you doing she's like oh, i'm hacking into the cia <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie hackers um <laughs> with angelina jolie and johnny lee miller no Amazing movie. <laughs> Hacking is about going into a phone booth and then just like typing really fast. Yes. That's... Yeah. That's how you hack. Yeah, like we're not, we're never gonna like actually explain how she does the hacking. She's just gonna be like, I hacked into whatever, and then it's okay. Mm. Yeah, you can do that. We could throw some like fake technical jargon in. Yeah. Like. Yeah, she's like, I'm I'm subrouting matrix and I'm rerouting the flux capacitor. <laughs> well, she she just goes like, I don't know how to explain it to you in English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your tiny like, mind will you, not understand. <laughs> have you ever tried to? Uh, have you ever tried to uh, do a, a surgery on the mouse? as it is trying to escape, but you are trying to remove its heart, still beating, that is what it is like to hack. (laughs) (laughs) It's just good. I like Tanya a lot. I think people... I think Hayley should find her really sexy. Yeah. No, she has to just like mention how hot she is, but like, never with any self-awareness. She's just like, Tanya, Tanya bent down. (laughs) Her heart-shaped posterior in my face. I looked away. <laughs> I blushed. <laughs> she can't blush. That's too much awareness. She has to just be like, "Wow, Tanya! I wonder what it would be like to be as hot and attractive and wonderful and cool as Tanya. Uh-huh. It must be amazing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I like that we picked the name Tanya because it reminds me of one of my only one of the only SNL sketches that I do enjoy. Tanya. What's wrong with Tanya? Tanya. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, that's exciting to me. <laughs> um, I think my new favourite, like, writing joke that, uh, or, like, bad writing thing that I I was incorporating uh, <laughs> consciously was, like, just spelling out all, like, character motivation stuff, like, where she's thinking about how i wonder if she rejects magicals in some ways (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just gonna state her characterization for you we are going to tell there will be no showing (laughs) see i love how many times you use the word penetrated it's just very Uh did i (laughs) i did not notice that (laughs) maybe it was just on my mind (sighs) it's like it penetrated the silence and i did it now (laughs) I didn't even realize I was doing that. That's a real Freudian slip. That you one. got to adhere to our own writing advice, which is uh, 
jack off before starting to ride. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I there's, mean, there's also a thing you do a lot where Haley just calls herself stupid like every Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't realize how many times I'd done that until I did not proofread this, obviously. Stupid Haley. Stupid <laughs> Haley. She's just smacking <laughs> herself in the plan. She's really self deprecating. I don't know why she doesn't yeah. know any other words than stupid, though. Um, I think I also said stupid dumbass. a few times. That's another perfect synergy. Yeah. This is just part of her characterization. Yeah. Marco will be in her head like, you know you're really hard on yourself. Have you Ooh. ever considered just having more self-confidence? I'm going <laughs> to tell you that you're quite wonderful, Haley Juniper. <laughs> oh Ooh. <my> <laughs> Marco's in her head like, you seem impressed. Have you tried mindfulness? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen a therapist Haley Juniper <laughs> I just like the idea of him calling her by both her names like the fucking um, Hazel Grace uh, yes exactly <laughs> I love the part just, just going through like skimming through Lucy's chapter again I love the part where she just gets really angry at the uh, <laughs> she hates everyone in the hospital <laughs> she just gets really <laughs> angry at the so witch funny. saying you rather exhausted yourself she doesn't like, like to be condescended to. Which... Yeah, but the, <laughs> the lady's like, you exhausted yourself. And she's like, yeah, so. And then the old guy like talks in slightly a stern tone. It's like more than she liked. And she's like, oh, shut up. Weren't these humans stop, humoring stop me? Talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> she's just really paranoid about like everyone condescending to her. And they're just talking to her normally. Yeah. And I just like the idea that she's in this room and she's like, wow, the vibes in here. Oh my god. Rancid. <laughs> Rancid. Rancid vibes. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you liked that. Um <laughs> Haley Juniper, Woman of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really does have the Woman of the Year Award. Feminist I forgot icon. about the feminist the feminist uh plotline that we put in last, oh, yeah. last week, the year before last <laughs> That was a thing. That's so funny. We should try and reincorporate that for when Luke wakes yeah. up. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> we just happen. keep bringing up the scum manifest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke was like near dying, so I, I felt like she can't be <laughs> extremely rude to him again. <laughs> Luke's nearly die- dying, and Haley comes over. He's like, "Why do you always feel like you have to save me? Have you been reading Judith Butler recently?" <laughs> She's like, yeah, what? He's like, I can't believe you're dying. It's, you know, you really shouldn't fight vampires when your magic is so shit. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you feminazi you bitch. I can do anything you can do and I can do it better. Because man was supposed to hug the mammoth. Slash... <laughs> Just men's rights activist, Luke. Mm-hmm. But he, like... <laughs> he was also the... Uh respect boys who save boys who respect girls in this one because like when when uh leo said hey bitch he went berserk <laughs> but that was his friend you know, yeah yeah because he insulting his property the girl yeah. he likes no when when others are like being because i think he's also like a milady type so he's, he's a like, white knight kind of guy yeah. Whereas Marco mm. is like, like sexy. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> don't know where I was going to go with that one. <laughs> no, you got it. <laughs> I really like you, how you know, the, like... <laughs> the, the imagined uh, hard spell fandom is going to have like the the like worst part of the or like the part of the fandom that we are going to hate the most that is definitely going to happen like there's definitely going to be people like that are the ones who are like team Luke over team Marco oh my god yeah, yeah. they're like the team Jacobs of of Hearthstone yeah they're like he's so damaged and sad yeah yeah, he's we're like, really not doing a good job of making him like a very good secondary <laughs> love interest because everything we do just makes him like a worse <laughs> I've like, not really Jacob was like caring and stuff yeah um, but Luke is just like terrible but people are like he's just he needs to see his parents he he's like have, he's adopted random bursts of Irish national pride despite <laughs> never having been to Ireland <laughs> Fake Irish, god fucking damn it. <laughs> I've met people like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they exist. They do, unfortunately. Like, um, you mentioned that one of your grandparents is like from Ireland and then somebody chips in with like, well actually I'm three quarters Irish. Um and I f- and I fiddle all day long or something. <laughs> I think like a, a um, really cool thing about this book is that we have accidentally given Luke the most characterization out of all the characters. <laughs> he said this before, <laughs> yeah, shitty. Yeah. It's yeah. because it's bad. We're better at bad characterization than positive yeah. characterization. How does how is Marco when she first talks to him? Is he like kind or is he like I think he's just sexy and mysterious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he starts all sexy and mysterious and then she's kind of like interested a bit and she yeah. thinks he's maybe interested in her but he's in he's after her power at this point. And yeah. then once they do the mind meld and they have the fallout from that afterwards he starts being like genuinely kind. And she starts yeah. being like, "Wow." Like I imagine that after the mind meld at first he's like really horrible and kind of <laughs> mean because he's exasperated yeah. and upset about the mind melt but then yeah. gradually she learns more about him and it's like oh i see he's actually a very caring vampire i can't yeah. imagine uh marco to be like uh just gilmore girls except less shitty mm, in in a way yeah. that dean would be the uh luke equivalent <laughs> or luke would be the dean i think he's i think he's a bit more like suave than Luke and um, then um Jess I don't think yeah. Jess was particularly suave he was mostly because he was a teenager yeah so exactly like I'm gonna read Hal um <laughs> where, <laughs> whereas Marco's already read Hal and he's like I've moved on I have <laughs> other poetry now yeah um I I watch television television yeah but I think I he think like before he got turned he was into like Kerouac and shit like that did he get turned? No, Marco's. I think Marco's born a vampire. Oh, is he born a vampire? He's yeah. genetically vampire. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's an aristocrat. He's like an old right. vampire. Yeah, he's like got... a like an old country sort of genetic aristocrat vampire. Yeah, although I think it should be possible. Right, so I think it should be possible to turn people into vampires and werewolves, but nobody knows how to turn somebody into a witch. So you have this whole thing of like 
witch is being strictly okay like okay it's through the blood and like yeah. genetic whereas like normies can become werewolves and vampires but then i think within vampire circles as well you have like this kind of snobbery towards um non new blood yeah new bloods <laughs> yeah yeah like vampire the masquerade um God. Did we talk about whether... Because yeah. uh, we said that witchery is in the blood, right? Like, Yeah. Did we talk about whether it tastes like different to vampires or something? Ooh, it, sh- it should, yeah. It definitely should. It should be nicer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that was going to um, be my question. Is it nicer or is it nastier? Um, oh, that's a good point. I mean... Maybe it's nicer I th- I and, uh, and that's why them forming an allegiance is like both like an important step toward their cooperation because otherwise they would gravitate towards killing witches more but at the same time it's also like oh we're on edge they just a century ago they loved slaughtering witches for their tasty blood (laughs) maybe it's kind of maybe it tastes sort of the same but there's like witch propaganda that they prefer it because they want to steal your magic through your blood yeah we can like still but 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 yeah, like the current state of knowledge would be that uh, vampires used to prefer eating witch blood, and then we can do a twist reveal where it's like, oh, it actually tastes the same. It's just witch propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah and witches are like, but it can't taste the same because we're special. <gasps> but like they're not that special. Yes. Also, I like the idea that vampires can't drink werewolf blood, and werewolves can't eat vampires because they're like dead flesh sort of and so it's like yeah that's another reason that witches are like against them because they both can eat witches yeah um if a witch is turned into a vampire or werewolf do they retain their witch powers i don't think you can turn a witch into a vampire or werewolf okay because i think maybe i don't know i think that because they're considered like the top of the food chain sort of I feel like that should be the like grand villain like maybe that gets like e- the, the one that's like even more like even above yeah. Dominic right like the grand like the, the grand ma- the like fire lord Ozai that gets revealed <laughs> I don't know at the end of book 2 Yeah uh, and, and it's that's like going to be like the one person who is a witch vampire uh, witch vampire and werewolf yeah. somehow <laughs> I was just thinking that if, because if you were a witch and you got turned into a vampire and then you like lost your powers, or you got turned into a werewolf and you lost your powers, that would be like super fucked up. Yeah, that and would suck like, really bad. Yeah. Yeah, and you can imagine that were- that like the witches are super afraid of being turned because it would rob them of their powers as well. I think it should be that they can't be turned normally, and like the big villain is what's, like found a way to do it through some sort of loophole. Yeah. I think they can't yeah, normally like vampire diaries. Yeah, literally, <laughs> where they make the hybrids. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I think that if you, because like in my chapter, I did the whole thing where like she got rid of all of her magic, basically one spell, and it nearly killed her. So I think witches are only alive because their magic is like in their blood and sustaining them. Yeah. So if you take it out, they just die. Okay. Yeah, because that makes sense. Because that that's the <laughs> like that's the universal thing between the three magical creatures is that they need some source of 
potency in order to continue existing. Yes. And for vampires, it's blood, and it's the the potency of blood, and then it's it's flesh for the werewolves, and then it's just like the magic itself for the witches. Uh-huh. Look at us inventing lore. <laughs> We're so Listen, good at so this. We're so good at this. <laughs> It's just very okay, funny we, that every every episode we record, we just come up with new lore, and I, yeah, you know, I have no idea how much it. we're gonna be able to like actually retain by the end of the book. We're like, um, it doesn't matter. I yeah, it doesn't the matter. Count, and we are at. Let me check again. Um, thirteen thousand words. God damn. So that's like oh, already yeah. 25% of a short novel. <laughs> I think yeah. that was going to be a little which... bit longer. Yeah. But that works out super well because if we're splitting it into quarters, then it's like London, yeah. Paris, Reykjavik, Rome. Yeah, but I do feel like mm. uh, London is going to be one of the shorter quarters. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just, yeah. you know, it, this is just, you know, the tutorial stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I am not looking forward to having to actually write an action scene at at one point. I successfully dodged them so far. <laughs> They're not that hard. Yeah. You sort of just have to think of it, like it. it like visualize it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be yeah. fun. I'm gonna have to think about it like D and D, and then it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, pretty good. We have five chapters. Milestone. Yeah. Holy shit. What are we doing with this milestone? Because this is already a sizable chunk. I am licking the milestone. Huh? <laughs> are you licking it? <laughs> I'm picking up the milestone. I'm looking at it from every angle and I'm just taking a big lick. What does it taste like? Success. Nice. <laughs> and the sweat from Luke's neck. Yeah, it tastes like Luke's neck sweat. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Um, okay. Like I, I wonder if there should be like points where we like kind of go through the previous chapters again and try to hash out things that maybe don't quite work, or if we want to leave all the inconsistencies in. We should probably hash some stuff out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like Luke appearing twice. Um... He's just in both places. <laughs> <laughs> Just got, but, yeah, they we'll, just we'll got off the. Out. Maybe at like ten chapters. <laughs> they got off the train uh, and somehow both ended up at London Eye and then got into the train again, <laughs> and then they went to Covent Garden. Well, if the vampires are there, maybe he followed them to the London Eye. Yeah, makes a lot um, of sense. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of our Patreon exclusive Heart Spell. Uh, chapters which we love to do and we love to make for you and thank you so much for giving us money because we love it and we always want more money yeah um, <laughs> yeah um, we'll probably have another chapter next week um, and so we'll we hope to hear you we hope that you'll join us <laughs> we hope you, that you'll join us you that will time. join us we know that you will join us yeah we know. you're hooked yeah uh, keep make some fan art of your favorite Heartspell character and yeah, send us, us fan art. We already got like some amazing fan art of Michael Storm. Yep. <laughs> so keep that energy up. Yep. Yeah, we, we love it. Thank uh, you. If you uh, if you end up writing a fanfic, send it to us. 
uh, we might read it out. Yes. My favourite character is Councilman Lefebvre. <laughs> Lefebvre. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, okay. yeah, you end up writing like spin-off fanfics of like one of the characters. We'd, we'd love to read those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we'll see you on the main episode. Um, bye-bye. 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 Scorpio will rise. Scorpio will rise. <laughs> Big wheel keep on spinning. Big wheel keep on spinning. <laughs>